Yo, welcome to another episode of the Grid Iron Round Table. You know me. It's Bert. And it's your boy. What's up? What's going on, my man? Hey man, you know, just out here chilling and storming today. Got an off day. You know what I'm saying? I'll let me. Do something productive. You know what I'm saying? We uh we on wax today, man. How you living over there? I'm good, man. Um, you know, I got tea in me, I got coffee in me, so I'm juiced up. Ha <laughs> You know, I saw I had some coffee earlier. Hey, yo, I love hey, you. Hey, we we get at that age, but we drink coffee in the morning, dog. Hey, it's real though, man. I got I've been having back pain lately, so you know I'm trying to I'm trying to be young again, baby. Hey, man, it's been a while. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yes. before we get started, man, yo, make sure y'all check us out on Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Overcast, uh, Anchor, Spotify at the Grid Iron Roundtable. We're also on Instagram at. The Grid Iron Roundtable, and you can catch us on Twitter at Grid Roundtable. Make sure to okay. leave us, hey, damn, but make sure to leave us some uh, some feedback. Leave us some questions. Uh, if you got some keeper dynasty questions, some redraft questions, uh, drop those off in there too. And uh, what we what we got lined up, man? Hey, man, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year for the fantasy football fan. It, and it is ain't Christmas. We ain't talking you about Christmas. Me. And we ain't talking about that why, but, but, you know, we're going to talk, we're going to give some updates from training camps. Training camps have started and guess what? You ain't got to go look on all the various websites. You ain't got to try to find all the teams. We will be your one-stop shop for training camp news. We're going to let you know who's balling, who's not, because we do have some notes on who is not at the moment to help make your decisions uh, for your draft coming up. So let's, you want to get into it? Hey, man, we're going, hey, man, pull up a chair, man. Look, pull up. We're at the round table, baby. We on, we at the round table. Pull up a chair, get comfortable. Make sure you got your drink. You know what I'm saying? We're going, we're going to knock this out, bro. Let's go. So we, we will start off with the roster news. As the world knows, Aaron Rodgers is back. He's Ooh. back, man. And let me ask you this Is this his last year in Green Bay? Yeah, this is his last year. You know, they they kind of made like a, a false narrative as far as like, you know, the last dance. Maybe they're saying like this is our last year, but um the the, the picture I didn't kind of really agree with. I thought it was doing a little bit too much, man. How how you how you feel about that? You saw that post. Yeah, I saw that. So yeah, you know what? I think this, yeah, this is it for him. You know, you know, he was very vocal how disrespectful they've been to him and to mm-hmm. other veterans. And I get it. So let me ask you this though. All right, so Devontae Adams posted that as well. He mm-hmm. hasn't signed his contract. And he don't, don't want he don't want a discount either. He said, Look, I ain't looking for no no discount. I want to get paid. And that's correct. He needs to cash out. Any player, I don't knock any player trying to get their money because guess what? The legal cuts you quick. So yep. that being said, if Devontae doesn't work out, are you worried about Jordan Love in the future? Dynasty purposes here. No. Um, because Jordan Love, I don't I don't no. Um, well, yeah, for, for love's sake, but if Adams leaves and Rodgers leaves, I don't really know what else to expect for love in the first place. Um, they're going to be pretty much in a rebuild. So, oh, you know, yeah. yeah. I will say this, though. I'm happy in my Devontae Adams share. Uh, I finally got an Adams – I mean, I'm sorry, Devontae Adams share in Dynasty – I uh, picked him up in the fourth round at 411, and people was like, yo, Aaron Rodgers might leave. And I was like, look, I can't let Rodgers, I can't let Adams keep slipping. I picked him up. 
And now mm-hmm. I'm happy. So, you know, I got him. I got him in the league too. I might trade him. It, hey, you might get a haul. That might not be a bad idea. So, yeah. we'll, um, see. we'll talk about it. Yep. Everybody's ADP just went right back up. You know what I'm saying? All the people that were worried about Devontae Adams and Aaron, Rod- Aaron Jones. Devontae. Hey, True. that boy. All right. That note, Gene. <laughs> so, moving on, Zach Wilson, quarterback of the Jets, my Jets. Contract J-E-T-S. is signed. That's Jets, Jets. Contract is signed. He is paid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not much to say there. I think this is good for him. You know, because mm-hmm. we've seen time and time again, rookie quarterbacks hold out, miss a lot of training camp, miss a lot of time. And that's a rough way to start. So he only missed one day, mm-hmm. but he's back out there. Any thoughts on that? Um, congratulations. Let's get to it. Let's get to work. That's you know what I'm saying. That's all I got to say about that one. Okay. Uh, your boy Kelvin Benjamin released by the Giants, bro. You hear about how he came to uh, to camp overweight, and they say they didn't want him to. <laughs> yeah, and and then his justification was he said, "Well, why I want me to play at a weight I've never played at?" He said, "I didn't ever even played at this weight when I was a wide receiver, and you want me to play at this weight as a tight end? Not really a good argument, Kelvin. Your employer asked you to do something." And you did what you wanted to do. It's kind of like how I talk with my kids, man. You know, <laughs> I tell them what I need them to do, and if they do what they want to do, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a good situation. So, hey, yeah. Kelvin, man, I, I wish you the best, man. I hope you get another opportunity. He won't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's he's not. Um, uh, speaking of second chances, Randall Cobb is back in Green Bay. Uh, what do you make of this, man? I think it takes a little bit of a hit to Amari Rodgers this year, unless Cobb gets hurt. Mm-hmm. But one thing that Randall Cobb has said, um, and I think that all, I think Cobb is back because of Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Oh, one he definitely thing, is. Yeah, absolutely. Cobb definitely said, though, he was going to be to Amari Rodgers what, you know, Donald Driver was to him. So, mm-hmm. hey, I, I, I like that. Um, it is a setback for Amari Rodgers right now, but mm-hmm. Dynasty. I hope people get some stock or potentially can get stock. Just knowing that Cobb is back, Amari Rodgers' value is a little bit low, so maybe there's a chance to get him dynasty owners. But smart, savvy owners know you just got to wait. Wait this one out. So, hey, um, we'll see. I, I like it. I, I think it gives him another another viable uh, weapon. I'm not going to say he's going to be like, you know, Target Hawk or anything like that or like right. you know, the Randall Cobb of old. I think he's going to be a viable uh, borderline flex play. So, um, I like that move there. So, um, speaking of moves being made, uh, Logan Thomas extended for a three-year contract. This one kind of took me by surprise. Well, not necessarily by surprise, but um, you know, hey, there's there's money there's money involved here. So there's a commitment there, man. What do you what do you make? I mean, he's an older guy, man. You know, he's thirty. Um, but you know, like you always say, you got to follow the money. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally thought he was going to have a little bit of a dip this year. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about his numbers last year, right? He was third in tight ends and receptions with 72 and mm-hmm. seventh in yards with 670. And he scored uh, six touchdowns. So he had a wildly productive year. But, right. you know, I, I was thinking he's going to take a hit because, you know, with the addition of Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown, mm-hmm. um, they got some other pieces there. But, hey, is he draftable? He might be, like you say, follow the money. So mm-hmm. I think I might, I might lean that way. I don't know what you think. He's he's a he's a late round guy. If he's if tight end, kind of gets away from you for a little bit. 
Uh, I'm not reaching for Logan Thomas. No, um, no, no, no. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I let him come to me. I don't have him in. I don't have him in any formats, in any leagues. But um, something happens, and I probably might make a play for him. Who knows? But uh, this, this is good though because that means that you know there's money involved, and he's going to be getting some track. He's going to be used, and Washington definitely needs another uh, option. You know what I'm saying in the past game. Absolutely cool. So moving on to the last, uh, last part of our roster news. Jordan Matthews, the former Philly wide receiver, you know, he's mm-hmm. a tight end and he's with the Niners now, man. How you feel about that? Bruh, it's, it just seems like when these when these players, when their careers don't go as they plan to in their certain positions, they go to like tight end. Like, uh, it is a trend this year. Yeah, Tebow. <laughs> uh, everybody's following the Logan Thomas model because Logan Thomas used to be a quarterback, I think. So, you yeah, know, he was. You know, Tebow's tight end now. Matthews tight end now. Benjamin. Benjamin tried to, but you know, he decided that he still wanted to eat McDouble. So I mean it's just it's just a lot. But hey, you know, hopefully it works out for him. You know, I like Jordan Matthews, so hopefully it pans out for him. All right, man. So that that's the last of our roster news for today. <laughs> now it's the health is wealth edition. Oh boy. Who's the first person up, man? Oh man, we're gonna start off with the biggest name. Uh, Mr. Barkley, I'm not, I'm still not worried. Maybe I'm in denial. Maybe I'm not, but I'm, I'm not freaking out just yet. Are you? I'm not yet. And, and just to give people some clarity, he is on the pup list, which means he's out for right now. He's not going to be in training camp. Mm-hmm. However, you know, just like you and I have talked about, we believe they're taking it slowly. Um, and you know, what, the the Giants are doing. I think they're just going to take a long term approach. Look, like you said, this this is this is the guy right here, and there's no reason to rush him. So they say he may be ready for Week One. However, uh, it's been seen that you know he he's been running routes, he's been cutting hard and sprinting at full speed on the sideline of practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so hey, he's doing all that, and he's not taking contact. And if his body's responding well, I think this is a guy that could potentially play Week One. I think so. Um, you know, they're, they're taking the time and that's, that's to be expected. So I'm not, I'm not really tripping, you know, and he doesn't really need a lot. He's, he got the continuity there. He, he understands what's going on. It doesn't really take much. You know, I, I think he's fine. I'm not freaking out yet. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, moving on to Lamar Jackson, LJ. I don't know what's going on with him, man. He's not in training camp right now because he's got the vid again. But, like, the league is trying to figure some stuff out about it. So, I don't know. There's some confusion. There's not a lot of information right now. You mm-hmm. worried? No. I'm not worried. Um, it's he'll, – he'll be okay, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll, we'll see how it all pans out. Um, but, you know, they're saying he's not vaccinated, and that's why he got – he caught it again. I mean, we're still in the pandemic. I mean, we don't be surprised if you start seeing a lot of this stuff. People are coming into camp now, so they're going to be exposed. There's a lot of, you know, variables going on, so I'm not really worried about it. Okay. Um, so moving on, we're going to the NFC South, to the Saints. Um, it's been reported that Michael Thomas, the, the star wide receiver, 
Uh, he's going to need about – he's out, you know. He's going to need about six to eight weeks uh, to heal from ankle surgery, an injury he had last year that took him out for a while. So it's going to take him six to eight weeks to heal, then another six to eight weeks to get in shape where he can run and cut effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking bad for him. And one thing Coach Payton mentioned was that he should have undergone this operation earlier instead of waiting until June. Mm-hmm. That I, sounds messy. That sounds messy. It sounds like he pulled a Pippin from the last dance when he was talking about how yeah. you know he, he needed an operation and he chose, he chose to wait. Um, there's a lot going on here. I'm not sure what to make of it. Hey, man, that would be two seasons of really not a good Michael Thomas. He's got paid, and this is what they're getting from it. So, hey, he look, he might lose his spot, man. Mm, I'm not going to say that just yet. I don't know. Uh, Listen, hear me out. They are frustrated with their investment right now. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a player later when we talk about what's happening in camp in Marquez Callaway. I'm not saying he's going to take his spot, but I think they could potentially have some players that make them not worry about when Mike Thomas comes back. But we'll have to see when the pads really get on. Yeah, I'm just going to say, but I, I will say that we're entering the range now. I made a trade for him. I probably shouldn't have. Um, but I did, I did get Michael Thomas. However, if he does come back this year and play, um, then I'll have McLaurin, DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, and then I'll have Michael Thomas ready to roll. And it's but, about which Michael Thomas show up, man. Cause he, they said he might not just with those timelines I've just laid out. Mm-hmm. We're talking late October. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is that we're, we're entering the, the period now where, for at least for dynasty and keeper, you're looking at the potential of him retiring on your bench. Um, he's, he's 28. He'll be 29 next year in March. So um, nothing to worry about, but you'll, you'll start reaching that age where if you don't move on from him, you're looking at him retiring on your bench with less than ideal play. So it's just something to think about, you know? So um, hopefully he, he figures it out. But you know they they are frustrated, and I, I don't I don't blame him. He's he's doing a lot. He is. So, so we're gonna we're gonna head over to Seattle. Rashad Penny, mm-hmm. you know he was battling through injuries, so you know he's down to two hundred and twenty five pounds. You know, of course, you know his lightest since high school or best since high school, whatever. And Pete Carroll said he's looking good. Uh, you buying shares on Rashad Penny? I believe it when I see it. <laughs> um, you know, he's, he's, he's been there for years. He's had more than enough chances. You know what I'm saying? He had more than enough cracks to really make a name for himself there. So I believe it when I see it. Um, that being said, you know, Carson has had the fumble issues in the past. He has had issues. Um, so I'm not sure how long a release he has, but Penny, I've been burned more than enough times thinking that something's going to pan out for him and it hasn't. So I'll just believe right. it when I see it. Yeah, I feel you. All right, so going to the Redskins, Curtis Football Samuel. Team. Yeah, oh, my goodness. It's all good. I keep my saying goodness. it, too. <laughs> the Washington football team, mm-hmm. uh, Curtis Samuel, their free agent pickup, um, he had got hurt in OTAs. He had a groin injury. Mm-hmm. And now, so he was already going to start on the pup list. Well, he's on the pup list because of that, still from OTAs. Um, but now he's got the vid, man. You worried? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, well, about the growing injury, yes. Yeah, that's been um, since OTAs, man. That was like a yeah, month ago. Yeah, that's 
the whole reason why I was excited about Curtis Samuel being there is that number one, you know, he gets out of Carolina and gets a chance to be higher up on a depth chart. Um, but now it's like, okay, now he has health issues. So hopefully the groin injury can work itself out and, you know, COVID, I'm not gonna say it's not a big deal. You know, it is, it's definitely a, a scary thing. Um, actually I, I just changed my answer man he's he's still he's learning a whole new offense so yeah a whole new offense and he's yeah. not getting the reps right now yeah actually yeah this is something to be worried about um he might have a slow start but you know out the gate he he's, he might have a slow start so yeah that is something we'll have to, to keep worried, hopefully he comes back and, yeah hopefully he comes back in training camp and he can ease some concerns but hey trust us we'll keep an eye on it all right so Let's move to Dak Prescott. Look, man, you know, we're still in the health as well section. Um, you know, he's coming back from the big time ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he was practicing, looking extremely sharp. I've seen a couple of videos of him making plays on the run, doing some individual drills, looking amazing. Mm-hmm. However, this week he uh, he got a little shoulder strain, a little strained muscle in the stone shoulder, and he's going to be out. He's going to be out a little bit. They said it's not serious, but he's going. they're going to take it slow with him. This How you is feeling? worrisome. This is worrisome. Uh, you know, you hope you hope I hope that can you know get through it and come back and heal, speedy recovery. Hope that you know the the shoulder is good. Um, soreness, you know, it's okay. You know, so it's early. You know, he's probably it's, working out the kinks. It's early. You know what I mean. So it's. If we start hearing the same thing, you know, later on, cool, we'll, we'll be more be more concerned. But um, hopefully, it's just a matter of maybe like conditioning or something. I'm not I'm not sure. Um, but we, we yeah, hope it's hope. I hope I hope okay. it's just you know the grind. Yeah, I hope it's just the grind of training camp, and you mm-hmm. know his body just got to get adjusted again. So, all right, so we're gonna move to New York. Uh, Shane Lemieux, the offensive guard, was carted off this week. Only reason we bring it up, I know this is a fantasy fantasy show, but we want to bring it up because uh, he got carted off holding his elbow. Hopefully it's not serious. But look, the Giants' offensive line is already in shambles. They got a a left tackle that they drafted in Andrew Thomas last year from Georgia. Mm -hmm. Didn't have the best of years. (laughs) And they're hoping him and Matt Pert can make a, a jump this year. But if they lose in their starting guard and they already have questions on that O line, are you getting worried about this Giants O line? Uh, yeah, because it's not the best. It wasn't um, the best last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the best, and you know, you kind of, you kind of need a good O line for the for the offense to really generate and click Absolutely. on all cylinders. So, um, this is something to be concerned about, um, and I, it's bad for. Barkley, when he comes back, is bad for it. Jones is bad yeah. for the pass catchers if they don't have enough time. So this is something to really be concerned about. Hey, we're going to keep an eye on it, man. And if it's anything serious, you're going to hear it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to – we're almost done. Um, we talk about the big news real quick. Carson Wentz, man. Yeah. He's out with the foot injury, and he's getting – He's still a lot of severe it is, though. Yeah, still don't know. We still don't know how severe it is. Um, who knows? So it's something to watch out for. 
Um, if he misses time, if he misses, if this is a, a significant injury, uh, it's time to pay close attention to those waiver wires, dynasty and keeper players, uh, because that's going to be a hit. You know, if he's missing a majority, a good chunk of the season. So, yeah. um, I don't know how severe it is yet. So, uh, I'm pretty sure we'll hear something, you know, maybe as soon as today. So, who, who yeah. knows? I hope it's not severe, man. They they talking about it's going to be weeks, possible surgery, possibly he plays through it. Mm-hmm. Every type of condition, <laughs> they've laid it out for him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a prayer is up for Wentz, man. I hope, uh, you know, I was hoping he'd get a good second chance with the Colts and, it may be a little delayed. Maybe a little bit delayed. It's not, you know, canceled yet. So we'll hold That's out. It. We'll see. All right, man. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about these Miami wide receivers. Uh Will Fuller, Devontae mm-hmm. Parker. Well, well, I'll start with Devontae Parker and Preston Williams are on pup. So again, they're not playing. They're mm-hmm. physically unable to perform right now. Mm-hmm. And Will Fuller left camp early. Um you worried about Miami's offense? You worried about Tua yet? Tua? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, well, Parker and Preston, those guys being on a pup this early, they can still make week one. That's okay. Um, Fuller, uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Fuller, but also a new development is they they believe that Waddle is still dealing with the ankle is- issue. Oh, um, yeah. Um, my dad just told me about that uh, this morning. So. This is, you know, something something brand new. But I heard he was balling though. Yeah, they they said he's doing well, um, but he still has some some lingering effects from that ankle injury. So that's that's something to monitor too. So at this point, it might just be Gasecki and Gaskin so far. Um, but again, it's it's super early. You know, these guys can easily come back and play. Nobody's being diagnosed to miss any time. So. Um, We'll, we'll have to keep an eye on this situation. We'll keep an eye on it. So uh, just real quick hit, Calvin Ridley is back. He's back. He's back. He's back from his Let's offseason reported. Kenyon Drake is on the non-football injury list. And the Raiders placed Jalen Richard on the COVID list. And Theo Riddick actually retired. I saw that. So I that saw was, that. I didn't know he was still, I didn't know he was still on, a, on, a, on a roster. Yeah, me neither. He was a good RB2 for me one season. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver that was picked up by the the Seahawks in the draft this year, mm-hmm. he's on the pup. So we talked about it, man. He got hurt in OTAs, and just like a uh, Curtis Samuel, he's on the pup list. Mm-hmm. Are you worried about him? Are you buying shares of him, knowing that he's just been hurt? <laughs> I am because it's, it's still early in his career. I have him in a couple of dynasty leagues, and I'm just chilling. You know, it's. Yeah. Hopefully he gets ironed out. He'll just sit there on the bench, not really depending on him just yet. Um, he might not even be getting drafted in like like regular redrafts. No, nah, he's not. Keeper. He's so not. He can't. yeah, this is a dynasty piece that you just put on the end of your bench and just you know just wait it out. Don't make any rash decisions. Okay. Um, so we're gonna get back to the Giants. Kadar Kadarius Tony, he's finally back and practicing. He had a a rough OTA, mm-hmm. um, and then he. Started off on the vid list, but hey, he's finally going to be getting reps. Um, redraft, I don't think people should get him yet because he has missed a ton of time. But kind of mm-hmm. like to what you're saying about Eskridge, you know, Dynasty, get him, hold him, and let's see what happens. What you think? Yeah, Dynasty, hold on to him. Uh, keep your redraft if you want to use your last pick or your second to last pick. Check it out. So, okay. 
Um, but yeah, well, it's, it's still early. Okay. Tariq Cohen, we kept, we talked about him suffering from stiffness from his ACL surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the pup list as well. Hey man, I don't think I'm buying shares in Tariq. I don't know if people should yet because he has not been where he needs to be to play football. What do you think? No, I'm not. Um, this, this is not good for him. So, um, and even if it, even if he was back at playing, I don't think that they would really depend on him big time. So, I don't think he would have that that big of a role. So, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good on Tariq. Ah, Tariq Cohen can't even speak. That's all good. Uh, OBJ is back. I seen him running routes. He's he's not on the pup list, which is, means that's really good. He's recovered mm-hmm. from the ACL. So, I uh, hope he does well this year. He needs it. Uh, yeah, I, I believe it when I see it. They, they've I hope he. I hope he's okay. I hope he's ready to roll. I mean, the the league could could really use some some of that old prime time OBJ, you know, that we're so accustomed to. So this is antics. So yeah, let's let's hope he gets it. And uh, we're wrapping up the health as well. Amari uh, Cooper. We talked about him having surgery a couple mm-hmm. weeks back, and he's on the pup list. And so uh, Jerry Jones says he thinks he's going to be back after the team's first preseason game on August 13th. You worried yet? No, it's early. We knew he had this issue. He's, he's working through it. He played last year with a plantar uh, fasciitis earlier in the offseason, did just well. So um, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it. If, he's, if he doesn't miss any time, and even if, he, even if he misses preseason, you know, who cares? You know what I'm saying? He's, he's been there for years. So I agree. You don't, you don't need, you know, preseason. You might, you, you know, you might need like a couple of routes just to keep the, just, just to keep fresh. But um, I'm not worried about um, Cooper. Cool. So that is the health as well. All right, peeps, we're going to jump right into coach speak. Um, Cortland Sutton, he came back from ACL. This is what his coach had to say. So he said he's seeing progress. He saw yesterday that Cortland was holding back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he worked in the offseason, but guess what? All the offseason was on air. Now that defenders are on him, it's been totally different. Mm-hmm. He, he hasn't been reacting to where they are. He doesn't have a clear path at all time. And he's got to adjust to when things are unchoreographed and when suddenly change. And so he says he's seeing a lot of hesitancy in Cortland Sutton. He said, I don't want to alarm the alarm. It's not. But he's progressing. He's going to keep getting better and better. So I actually did see a clip of Cortland trying to run a route, looking very stiff, falling over, off balance. You worried mm-hmm. yet? You worried? Or are you good? Mm, I'm good only because I, I, you know, there's expectations about players coming back from ACLs. You know, I, I was listening to a podcast last year where they're talking about Preston Williams and how it takes um, wide receivers a little bit longer to come back from ACL injuries. Um, so. This much is to be expected, at least on my end. I wasn't expecting a lot from Sutton this year. Uh, maybe next year he'll be back to, you know, his, his pre-injury form. But, you know, this coming back from the ACL is, is, is pretty, it's pretty difficult. So um, I'm not really, uh, you know, worried because I really wasn't expecting his pre-injury numbers in the first place. Okay, cool, cool. Um so going to the Washington football team, got it right this time. Hey. Uh, Ron, uh, Ron Rivera said Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke 
They're going to It's a quarterback competition. This is not going to be hand wrapped, gifted to Fitzpatrick. They're battling for it, man. Let me ask you this: Who you got? I got Fitzpatrick for right now, but Fitzpatrick has lost his job like over the last four years, every single season. So I mean, yeah. it's it's in the where it is. You know, even though they weren't playing in full pads and all that stuff, the Heineken is actually looking fairly, fairly well. He's he's looking really, really good. So. Um, you know, granted, they were saying he's running with the second defense, you know, no pads, X, Y, and Z. Um, so that, that is something to take note of. But, uh, yeah, I mean, nobody – if you were going into the situation thinking that, fat, like, Fitzpatrick is going to be, like, a QB1 or, like, a, a high-end QB2, that's, that's, that's on you. But Yeah, and Taylor, uh, Heineke looked good in the playoff game last year, so we'll see. Yep. All right, man, so – we're going to New England, Damian Harris, somebody we've talked about quite a bit as a, a really a guy that's being drafted sadly low that I think is going to have a great year. But, but Bill Chow- Belichick said, don't tell him, don't tell him. <laughs> that's what, that's what they here for, man. We got to put them on. Yeah, so, we got to put them on. So what Bill Belichick said is Damian Harris has an opportunity to really compete for the lead spot. Damian is a, was a player who improved a lot from year one to year two. Mm-hmm. And now he has an opportunity to compete for the lead spot. He's impressed with the commitment that he's shown. Hey, man, we've already been speaking his praises. And Bill Belichick is with the coach speak confirming what you and I have been saying. So, hey, I'm all in. I'm on I'm on the train, bro. Even though it's not a train of many, but I'm on it. You yeah. want it with me? Yeah, man, because uh, these are the type of players that you want. Everybody wants to name. Everybody wants to Derrick Henry. Everybody wants to name. But sometimes you gotta know how to fill out your roster and and to have that that perfect role player. And Damian Harris could be a very if, if he we were already talking about New England how run heavy they were last year. If they can really commit majority of those carries to one back, you can have a really um, productive flex piece. Only problem is they haven't committed to one back in you know years. So, yeah, so we'll see if they really haven't, you know, uh, a, a change in philosophy here, he could be a sneaky pick. And, and that also depends on how fast Cam Newton gets a bench too. So, um, yeah, he could be sneaky. I mean, for what you got to pay to get him right now, it's, it's not really much, you know, it's not really outlandish. Okay. No, I feel it, man. So jumping to shot town, Donnell Mooney and Cole Komet, a, you know, the coaches are saying they're very high on both players. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy is saying he sees Cole Komet's role rising in 2021. You know, we still want to note, you know, Jimmy Graham is still there. Um, but, you know, what they're seeing from Daryl Mooney, Darnell Mooney is, you know, better post-snap recognition, mm-hmm. he's playing faster, and they're saying Cole Komet's looking more sudden and he's getting confidence within the offense. Hey, regardless of who's there in tight end, man, I'm, I'm, I'm liking how Cole Komet's sounding. I like – the growth and the jump. We, we talked about down there Moody in our, uh, our second year receiver episode. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were hype on him and now we're starting to hear the staff's praise about it. Uh, how you feeling about him real quick? Hey, I'm, I'm happy for both of them. And the, the key is to get these guys before Justin Fields takes over as, as a starter, because True. as soon as he does, uh, it's just a wrap, especially if they cut Jimmy Graham. It's yeah. You might as well forget it. So yeah, these are guys that you need to buy and buy like yesterday. True, true, true. All right, so this we this is the coach speak section, section but we got some GM speak. Kevin mm-hmm. Colbert, uh, GM for the Steelers, he said he would be disappointed if Najee Harris wasn't a three-down back. 
look, we already knew they drafted for a three down. Back. And if you're drafting a running back in the third round, I mean, the first round, you know, he's got to be the guy. So any, mm-hmm. any, does anything change the decision that with, with getting Najee? It's to the point now that where I'm willing to buy the hype, you know, um, <laughs> like the, the ADP is just getting crazy. It's, it's getting crazy, but I mean, of the running backs drafted in the draft class, there's nobody that's going to be like the clear number one besides Najee. And there's with like the lack of competition he has. Yeah. Um, sign me up. I don't know. It's, it's, it's getting to the point now. I did some mock drafts yesterday and the day before. It's getting to the point now to where like Najee is falling into like QB1 territory because I, I tried picking from like the turn, like at the 12. And it's getting to the point now to where he's like the best available option. And it's, it's, that's kind of weird. Like, I mean, it's. <sighs> It's it's yeah. risky to me, but um, I think it's a I think it's a, a a good risk. So okay, cool. No, I'm with you on that, man. I'm with you. So talking about uh, we're keeping on running backs. David Montgomery from the Bears mm-hmm. for the second time in three weeks. Coach Nagy believes Montgomery getting 20 carries a week is doable. Hey, the coach is hyping this man. Hey, they and really think they're gonna win a lot of games this year. I don't blame them. But we'll see. But they, hey, they think he seems like he is very committed to getting in the ball. Mm-hmm. I am with it, and I'm telling people, sign up, sign up, sign up. The guy was explosive. Granted, people are going to talk about how weak the teams were at the end of the year that they played, but I'm telling you, he looked amazing. Yeah. Um, so we're going to your team. We're going to L.A. Rams. Daryl Henderson, Coach McVay is saying that he believes Daryl Henderson is an every-down back but emphasized he needs to make sure that he can stay durable. It's never been an ability question with Henderson. It's how do we keep him available? And I can promise you, you're not going to see Henderson in a preseason game. So, uh, they, you know, it seems like they're not trying to get a veteran back. They are trusting what they have back there. Does this change your feelings on Henderson, man? You gonna Are you trying to get shares of him? Are yeah. You, yeah, I, you know, the last episode I said, if you still had Henderson, you were wrong. Well, guess what? They're making me wrong. So, um, we'll I see, though. Hey, man, look, I, I'm, I'm the first one to admit, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, you, you don't always get it right. So, so, so far, they're committed to Henderson. Um, but, you know, so, so far, he's the guy. Um, if you, if you want to talk about ADP, whoo, you're, yeah, talking about a, you're talking about a risk right now. Dude's going like in the second round almost. Like, see, I'm good, <laughs> bruh. So, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's keep it moving. Last uh, one. Chia, Zeke, Tony Pollard. Uh, so, Mike McCarthy said Zeke don't need to run the ball 20, 30, 25, 30 times a game. They want to use Tony Pollard a little bit more. I felt like they used Tony Pollard a little bit more last year as well. So do you, are you worried as a Zeke? If you're a Zeke owner, are you worried? No, only because 25 to 30 is high. Like, and and that's also 17 games. So that is, that's a lot. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Um, But we've also said, you know, earlier in our podcast that, hey, Pollard looked just as good if not better than Zeke with the same amount of touches that Zeke was getting. So he did though. Yeah. Um, he had, he had that one long touchdown run uh, during the season. Um, I forget who it was against. So yeah, hey, he was explosive. 
Only my, my thing is, yeah, don't be surprised if you see more Tony Pollard. But, you know, as, as far as the running the ball 25 or 30 times, yeah, that's like Derrick Henry type numbers. That's 17 games. That's that's not really. Yeah, it's not realistic. No, it really isn't. So, yeah. Off to the camp news, man. Camp news. So, yeah, we're we in a training camp. So, I want to touch on the Steelers real quick. Let's so, do it. We, we talked about in, in coach speak, they said they, you know, they want Najee to be the guy. Uh, he's been looking good in practice. However, he's been struggling in pass protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and Claypool has been balling out of control so far in camp. Um, you worried, I mean, definitely stock is up for Claypool if you keep that up. But you worried about, you know, Najee struggling in the pass pro because this is a, that's a big part of the game. And they got a lot of running backs, Kalen Balazs, Anthony McFarlane. Um, are you worried about Najee right now with me saying that, that he's struggling to pass pro? No, not really. I mean, it's, 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 that, it's, affects, it's that affects three down work. It affects three down work, but I don't, I don't think they really got to him in the first round to worry about Snell and McFarlane or whoever else, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and it's, you go into a brand new league, you know, brand new competition. These guys aren't college, you know, level uh, defenses you're playing against. These are all professionals. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a little bit tougher. They're going to have different schemes and different looks. So I'm not worried about it just yet. Um, he, that, that's something that's that's coachable, that's fixable, that, you know, that, that can be uh, corrected. So I'm not not worried about it just yet. Okay. Um, we're moving to the Giants offense. We're just going to group us an offense. Oh, uh, so far, Kenny Galladay hasn't stood out. I mean, he's just having casual practices. You know, mm-hmm. um, I would expect his name to be popping out. Like you hear about the CD Lambs, the McLaurins, all those mm-hmm. guys are balling. Um, but he hasn't really stood out. And the whole Giants in general has been very subpar, mm-hmm. like very subpar. You worried? No, because it's run through, Jan- through Daniel Jones. <laughs> 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 I'm not I'm not worried, man. You only is. Look. There's now in the same sense, you know, there has been wide receivers, you know, your Allen Robinsons, your D hops that have been producing with terrible quarterback play. So yeah. that's not giving Galladay, you know, uh, a, a, a full, you know, get out of jail free card there. But, you know, Danny Dimes, well, Dan, Daniel Jones is not really that good. So okay. um, and, and Kenny G's never been a, a separator anyway. He's been, you know, a contested catch guy. So I'm not. I didn't have a lot of expectations for this Giants team, not without Barkley, and no. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. Okay. Um, Irv Smith Jr. Hey, man. Irv Gotti. Irv Gotti. That's what we're calling him now. Hey, man, he's it's been so many up and down reports. You know, first the coach says he's not going to see a significant role change. Then the offensive coordinator says, nah, he's going to be a good – he's going to be the guy. And what, we, what I'm seeing in camp, what we're seeing in camp, bro, is he's balling, making highlight real catches, and just dominating. Hey, would it, so let me ask you this. So far, based on all the noise, would you draft him? Um, is he a guy you're targeting? Now, I ain't worried about the price, but is he a guy that you plan to target? At a value, yeah. I mean, the, the coaches, I, I think they just need some – that team, they need to get down, get together, and really, like – Hash this out. Is he going to get more targets? Is he not? Like this, it's been a whole bunch of going back and forth. So, but yeah, Eric Smith, if it, if the if it comes to a value, then yeah, everybody has a price. Okay. 
I feel you. I'm with that as well. Um, jump into the Chargers room. Uh, Tyron Johnson and Josh Palmer are shining. Word the Rihanna shine bright like a diamond. Hey, That's what they're doing right now in camp and making cases for the wide receiver three spot. Hey, man, we talked a lot about Josh Palmer. I mm-hmm. told you I was really hype on him. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're fighting for the wide receiver three spot, hey, I'm not going to be surprised if one of them takes the X role away from uh, Mike Williams. Any quick hitters on that? Um, mm, Palmer, you know, he, I just I just faded him away, so that would be, be kind of bad if he does really go off. He will. Uh, I, I, I'm That's really, how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I'm, I'm really thinking that um, Mike Williams is going to be okay. Um, I'm not ready to, to jump ship just yet, but this is his last year. Like, this is his last chance to, to really show it. So, um, right. yeah. Um, but, you know, they got the Palmer for a reason, in the third round for a reason. So, you know, you, you'd be surprised. But we'll see. Okay. So, um, Marquez Callaway, we touched on him. Hey, you know, you know, he's coming on strong towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And so far he is having a really solid camp. You, is he on your, is he on your draft board? Man, I got him in a couple of dynasty spots. As soon as they said that uh, Michael Thomas was going to miss some time, I went and grabbed him everywhere I could. So yeah. Um, he's if on draft day, my last pick, I'm going I'm to throw a dart at Callaway if he's there. Okay. I know I just told my strategy, but you know what? Like you said, we hate, we're here to put people on. So you're putting people on, man. Okay. So shifting to Vegas. Hey, I'm, I'm going to give him the fourth just to be sure now, though. <laughs> get him in the fourth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that stock is up. Yeah. Uh, so shifting to Vegas, Henry Ruggs. Uh, you know, he, you know, so real quick, the GM said he needed rugs to be a bigger physical player this year um and henry ruggs said he's he, he seems like he's done that he's gained the 13 pounds in the offseason mm-hmm. in an effort to be a physical player uh in the passing and in the run block game which i don't really hear too many receivers talk about that run block game um we haven't heard too much out of camp yet out of just i haven't heard much out of vegas camp period um Anything there on rugs, man? You 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 you're hyped to hear that he's stuck to the plan that's been laid out for him, or you you just want to remain? You're gonna keep you staying away. What you feeling? Um, I will believe it when I see it. Um, I don't want any. Well, <sighs> we already know how I feel about this, man. Look, as long as Gruden is pulling the strings, I don't want anything to do with that offense. The moment he goes somewhere else, okay, count me in. But as long as Gruden is there, I don't want any parts, okay. except for Waller. Yeah, fair enough. Um, touching into to Jets camp, and we'll come back here again a little bit later when we talk about Zach Wilson. Uh, Michael Carter, he started he started our training camp running with the ones, and he's he's flashing what you and I have seen on film with his his jukes and his looseness and his his amazing vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims are running with the second team. Um, so this is what I'm going to say. I think right now the stock is up for Michael Carter and it is down for Elijah Moore and it is like at the bottom for Denzel Mims. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Denzel Mims might mess around and get cut from what it sounds like. He practicing with the third string. Like, man, I know he had a tough break, but damn. Like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Mike, Michael Carter, man, the 
he's gonna be nice. It's not gonna be nothing to worry about. He's, yeah, he's gonna be an underrated guy to pick up, and I think he's gonna be there for people, and they're gonna overlook it because and we and, and we said it before, man. Look, new regimes—they pick their players, they pick them for a reason. Michael Carter was chosen for a reason. He may and not it's a new O line. Yeah, he may not start, but I'm telling you, eventually the cream rises to the top, and he's gonna be the guy that really emerges. So cool. And then let's quick hitter and Terrence Marshall Jr., a guy that you and I both like coming out of college. He's down there in Carolina. Robbie Anderson was out a couple days. Um, he's just been putting together a lot of great days at practice, and they're saying he is looking like a stud right now in camp. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm, I'm not surprised, are you? No, I'm not. I mean, remember, uh, was it Joe Brady? Is that the guy's name? Yep. Yep. Yeah, remember, he, he worked with him in LSU before he went to the Panthers. So, there is a connection there. He 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 was he was chosen for a reason. So the 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 thing that really is interesting here is that you know you know Sam Darnold. He's played for your Jets. You know he loves his slot guy. They're saying that Terrence Marshall could line up in the slot, and the whole belief was it could have been DJ Moore that could have went to the slot. So if Marshall goes to the slot, he could be a sneaky sneaky pick. So yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how, how it pans out. All right. So Atlanta running backs. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of questions about this group. We talked about this on the NFC episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, we and this is what I've just heard, and we but you and I called this. So Mike mm-hmm. Davis and Quadri Allison, they're working more in a traditional role. Um, but and they're getting a lot of reps, so mm-hmm. it looks like they're splitting time, which I assume is at the first and second down. And they mentioned Cordell Patterson has been out there getting a lot of work with the running backs as well, which he did last year. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this real quick: knowing that Arthur Smith loves to run the rock play action type guy, uh, I think I asked you before, but I can't remember with this news if your mind's changed. Um, you buying shares in this running back room? Yeah, I already have shares, um, but I'm not holding on to the shares for long. You best believe they're about to get moved. But um, yeah, man, um, at a value, Mike Davis. Um, and, and then if you really just want to, you know, cash in a lottery pick, you can just use your last running back spot on Allison if you want. Um, you know, it all really depends on what you want to do. Okay. Um, Rojo, down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, he's been having a really solid camp. Um, something to watch. I'm just going to say that, you know, there's been a lot of good news about him in camp. Uh, I, his stock is up to me, man. How you feeling? You buying in shares on Rojo if you have the chance? No. I feel you. I won't <laughs> even. Even with, the, even with the news, you know, but for the people that have to make a decision, I personally wouldn't do it. But if you got to, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't. Only way that if, only way that, I'm taking anybody from Tampa as if they just are at a point to where they shouldn't be on the board anymore. Like when I got Mike Evans in like the seventh round of a, of a 12 man uh, dynasty startup, that's the only way like, no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I feel you a hundred percent on that. So let's talk about these Eagles. Uh, Jalen Rager has been limited. He's going through some stuff, man. He lost a, he failed his conditioning test and he lost a close friend. So there's a lot happening with him, um, mm-hmm. but so far, Goder has been a starter at tight end, and Devontae Smith and Travis Fulgham, Fulgham who had a few weeks of really great playing and disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know. So those are that's who they looking like at uh, at the Philly side. So people that are looking for receivers, um, that's those are the guys that you should add to your list of receivers to target. Now, would I target? I don't know. Probably Devontae Smith. You targeted any of those right receivers, man? Devontae Smith for sure, but Dallas Goddard failed his uh, felt his uh, physical uh, test too. I can't uh, I can't get the words right, but he uh, oh he he passed he felt his conditioning test too. Yeah. yeah, they said he ran a route wrong. They did he did a drill wrong, and that's what failed him. Mm. So it wasn't it wasn't like Jalen's where he wasn't like out of shape shape. Oh, he just did, he did the drill wrong. Got so it. Hope that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. So talking about Baltimore, Sammy Watkins. So this kind of is like coach speak, but uh, wanted to touch on it. The hype is Sammy Watkins has been the best receiver in the first three days. And that's game. sad. That's sad. I'm sorry. That's that's not what you want to say, like, in public. <laughs> yeah, so. I, got- I don't know if they're trying to talk him up so that somebody, like, uh, puts a, a trade offering on him. But if you're telling, if you're telling us that Watkins is your best wide receiver in camp right now he's been making plays if you tell me that he's the best option you have in that camp right now you have bigger problems than you think and it's going to be uh, jk dobbins season like <laughs> yeah and, and speaking of jk dobbins you know that he's standing on the pass game that he's been doing a lot of good work so hey all i'm saying is i like what i'm hearing don't forget about with sammy he's only 28 he's been in the league a while but he's only 28 so, who knows? He feel like he about 30. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Um, so, let's go talk about your boy, Paris Campbell. Uh, somebody you've been hype about in Indy. They saying he looks 100% healthy. And on the first day of uh, camp, he was one of the standouts there. You, you feeling good now about getting him? Yeah. Um, my thing is... Uh, he, remember when he went when he went down and he got hurt, they haven't really had a standout wide receiver. Michael Pittman had like a, a game and a half of like superstar breakout potential and then he kind of came back to earth. I'm telling you, if Campbell can really stay healthy, I hope that he turns into like the Keenan Allen that is finally healthy and then he like lays to rest all injury concerns and you're just like, yo, this man is solid. Because he's drafted, he's drafted in the second round. So if he can actually stay healthy, then yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad I got him where I, where I got him. Absolutely, I'm with you. So one name I've been seeing pop out in the Colts uh, beat writers mm-hmm. is Kylan Granson. So he's a guy that was drafted in the fourth round at SMU, a tight end. Uh, he's been the first practice. Now, he's had a decent camp so far, but in the first practice, he's one of the leading guys. Uh, you got any shares of him? No, I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think so. I'll check really quick right now, but I'm in way too many leagues. But yeah. um, I don't think I do, and I don't think I'm going to really invest in uh, Colts tight ends anytime soon. I agree. Um, let's go to Miami. Miami, yeah, yo, uh, Tua. Hey, base, they're saying he's balling, man, taking deep shots, being aggressive, definitely different than what he was in the first season. You and I have talked about he, him potentially making a jump. Mm-hmm. And what they're seeing is they've seen multiple instances with Tua 
at QB where the ball is coming out before the wide receiver is even finishing their route and it's arriving. Soon as they flip it around, the ball is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Jalen Waddle had he's had some solid times. Hopefully, he's the ankle's okay. Hey man, does this make you feel good? What you're hearing about Tua being aggressive? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I am really excited for Tua because you know we talked about it. We don't think he really had a, a, a the best freshman year, the best rookie year. So um, hopefully, it all pans out and it all works out and. He's able to really do something, man. So yeah, I'm 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 excited for Tua, man. Me too, man. I'm definitely buying shares if I can. Um, so uh, so Cam Newton, he hasn't his his training camp's been up and down so far. Up and down um, like a mother. <laughs> yeah, but you know him and Mac Jones, they're they're going at it though. Mm-hmm. Now Belichick did come out and say Cam is going to be the starter regardless. It seems like that. That's what he said. Cam is the starter. Now coming in the redraft season. You getting Cam Newton? Mm. I'm not. I don't redraft, no. Yeah, redraft and keeper, no. Um, I'm, I'm going to stay away, but it's something worth monitoring. It seems like they always have some kind of coach speak about Mac uh, looking good and then yeah, Cam lot. looking good. So it's just like, look, which one is it? Maybe they both are. I, I don't know. I'll just wait and let somebody else take that chance. Absolutely. And no grants and shares. I just answered your question. Yeah, no, no grants and shares at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. Uh, all right. So it's been the Jerry Judy show down at Broncos Ooh, camp. Man. Both, he's making big plays with whether it's Drew Locke or Teddy B. Hey, man, you and I talked about it in our wide receiver, you know, wide receivers, uh, second year, second year wide receiver episode. So I can't speak either now. Um, we talked about this. We talked about Judy, Judy ascending. Um, I'm not shocked, are you? And my shares, I, my 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 hype for him still stays up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything changed for you in regards to Judy? No, because I'm trying to get Judy where I can. I've been telling people, and you know, I posted it in one of the Facebook groups, and they were just like, "Jerry Judy's not going to do anything." The quarterback plays trash. Blah 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 blah. See, those like, are all terrible excuses. That's when people say the quarterback play. I just be like, bro, have you seen? the very best receivers overcome bad quarterback situations. And even then, like, look at the numbers. Like, you know, I painted the picture. We talked about it before. I'm not going to go into it. But the the company that he was around for his targets versus the company that he was around for his receptions, it doesn't match. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't match. So Judy, is he, he he's primed for a breakout. And when that happens, don't come looking at us because we already told you. We already told you. Um, but let's head to Detroit, a guy I know you really like, Amon Ross St. Brown. They're saying that he's looking surprisingly polished as a rookie. In the early, mm-hmm. you know, he was looking really polished as a rookie for, in the offseason program. Mm-hmm. They love his work ethic. And so far, it's been completely on display. He's been staying after practice, catching a couple hundred footballs off the jugs machine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the last player to leave the field. Um, he's making impressive catches and catch one-handed catches um bruh are we we talked about this in otas him stepping out we've been calling it out harry is in camp continuing it now listen there's been past seasons where we've had camp warriors and they don't show up in the regular season i hope amon ross st brown is not one of those guys because he's been a lot of hype out of camp in otas you know right um there's look man there's there's so many players this year that can be 
especially for like keeper and redraft, that can be like your last round pick or like your second to last wide receiver that you pick. Amon Ross St. Brown should be one of those guys because the volume shouldn't be there. Look, Hawkinson can't be the only person producing in this offense. I know everybody's excited for Hawkinson. He can't be the only person that produces. There has to be somebody else. You, There has to be somebody else that, that can at least return flex value. We're not – look, my philosophy is I'm not looking for a home run hitter in every position on my team. That's just it's not like, – yeah, you, know, no. you know what I'm saying? You you got you to gotta have people that, that have those roles. And uh, I like consistency, yes. Consistency. And sometimes a, a good, strong flex play is all you need. A good, strong flex play that you don't have to worry about. When you got to continue it. to, you know what I'm saying, plug and chug away at the flex position, who has this matchup? If you have a dependable flex, that can be just as valuable as having that wide receiver or that tight end or that running back position filled up it's a long-winded way of saying i'm in on st brown and I'm, that's that's it cool so heading down to 49ers brandon Ayuk, or as i like to say Ayukin. how you hey, he is looking i mean i'm not surprised because i i watched the tape on this man and he is making catches all over the place they're talking about his catch radius they're talking about all his catches the savviness in his routes mm-hmm. hey look my you already know how i felt about him I'm hype on him, and he. They're saying he's. That's why you didn't see them go and get another. There, there was some hype about them potentially getting trading for a wide receiver in the offseason. Mm-hmm. This is why they didn't. Any any surprises to you so far with this ascension right now? Um, I just really didn't pay that much attention to him because I've never really been big on um, pass catches from uh, San Fran. But let me tell you this, man. He he is literally Ayuk was. The one, two, three, four, the fifth most consistent wide receiver as far as finishing as a wide receiver one with 41% of the time he was a wide receiver one last year. That's crazy. And, like, and, and let, let, I want to, let's mention it. Let's talk about it real quick. Mm-hmm. He missed training camp. Yep. He missed part of the season. He had three different quarterbacks, Jimmy G, Nick Mullins. I can't even remember the other guy's name that threw to him. Mm-hmm. And that and and you talk about those stats, you understand, bro? Yeah, and, and had and, COVID too. And and, be, and between you know wide receiver one and wide receiver two, finished his fifty eight percent. And even that's, when Debo came back, he was still good. So that's better than DK. That's better than Ridley. You know what I'm saying? That's better than Julio Diggs. Like he's good, man. And he and he's, again, that was rookie year with everything we just talked about. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, so you might as well trade him to me. And we're moving on. Oh, okay. That's that's the line, huh? <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sorry. So hey, I was um, gonna see if you can be like, yeah, man, so I can have it on tape, have it on wax. Like, nah, I couldn't do it. Say he's gonna trade me. I use and y'all heard it here at first. <laughs> I can't do it. All right. So uh Sam Donald had a great day at camp. Um, I think he we, we you and I talked about I think he's actually gonna be serviceable down there in Carolina. I think they got good infrastructure around him. Mm-hmm. Um C D Lamb. Uh, let's not even spend too much long on him. He he's having an uh, amazing camp, and we've talked about it already. Mm-hmm. He's going to be that guy this year. Yeah, um, yeah, he, that's he it. is. He is. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I can keep him, but there's. I wish I can just. Yeah, there, there, I got him in a couple of leagues, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I think I'm happy. I think I think, and I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to move on. I think you keep him over Scary Terry. That's just my thoughts. I you Woo! know anyway. Yes, that's I, a hot take. That's a hot take. Look, I, look. 
I need to hear the I need to, I need to hear the reasoning. Listen, I know I just clowned the guy when they were talking about all oh, the quarterback play, blah blah blah. Look, I like the quarterback in Dallas better than Washington, and mm-hmm. even though the reps, the route, you know, even though the target share is going to be for Terry. I think the target share is going to be for CD as well. I think he is a guy that they're going to move around the offensive, on the offense slot X Y. Okay. That's why. So anyway, okay. we'll, we'll talk about that later. We will get debate on that later. Okay. Um, Rashad Bateman, a guy that I like. You know, we talked about Sammy Watkins in Baltimore camp being really well. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a quiet first day at camp, but the next day he balled out and he was looking like that guy. I'm just gonna keep an eye on him, man. What about you? I'm just keeping an eye on him. I don't think I'm drafting him yet in redraft. Like, I don't think he's going to get drafted in redraft. But I think he's a guy, like, as the weeks go, he could potentially have some games, man. You feeling the same? Oh, yeah, man. Most definitely. Okay. Um, real quick, Debo Samuel said he uh, he's, he's trying to work hard on deep routes this offseason. He wants to be more than the catch-and-run guy. And he was leading, uh, you know, Ayuk's been dominant. He was leading the target share on uh, on one of the practices. Uh, would you draft Debo at all? Um, no. If he came to a value, but I'm not really going on my way. I just, there's just, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of issues with his with his health and his availability. It's true. Very that's, true. That's really that's really my my big thing. Okay, so. Let's talk about Melvin Gordon, man. You know, we know they got Javante Williams over there in Denver. But, hey, Melvin Gordon has been having some really great practices. A lot of the running backs have been doing good. Um, but they're saying Melvin Gordon is looking really good in space, running, receiving. Um, they're saying he looks a lot leaner. Um, hey, man, I've, I've, and I've heard some other stuff. I've heard he literally looked like the RB1. Um, you think he's going – I think he's going to – look – I know they drafted high for Javante. Mm-hmm. I think the keys will be Javante solely with help, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be this year if Melvin Gordon's healthy. You agree with that? Uh, I think no, no. So what I'm saying is I think Melvin Gordon is going to steal a lot of snaps from Javante. I don't think it's going to be like a 60-40 type thing, right, or a 70-30 type thing. I think Melvin Gordon is going to take a lot of reps. I don't really – think that's a, a stretch i mean we, we see it year in and year out you know these these murky running back committees with the new shiny toy he doesn't always start out the, out the jump it's, i mean there's been a lot of hype about williams but let's not get it twisted mark ingram started over jk for almost a half a year you know what i'm yeah, saying so yeah. that's, that's not really a, a stretch Gordon is going to be there he's going to be productive but i will say i'll be shocked if they don't turn the I'd be shocked if he kept the job year round. That's where I would be surprised. Absolutely. I agree. Um, <clears throat> let's head on to Detroit, man. So we're gonna talk about the formations we've been seeing coming out of practice. So um when they went two with two receivers, mm-hmm. this is the so at their exposition they had Rashad Perryman, Bolden, then Cephas. In mm-hmm. the Z in the Z spot, they had Terrell Williams and Raymond and then Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. So that's in the two wide. So when they went three wide, they had Perriman, Cephas, and the X. The slot, Amara St. Brown is playing at the slot, starting it. Mm-hmm. Um, then Raymond. And then when it's the Z, it's Williams and Bolden. Any quick analysis that you can hit on that? Is there, is there anything out there that says, yes, I, I want this guy from the Detroit receiver room? I know we talked about St. Brown, but 
now that you see that he's going to look like they're going to have him primarily out of the slot, does that change anything for you? Or is there anybody else you want from this receiver room so far? No, because Jared Goff is still trash. <laughs> hey, say less. Uh, uh, Brown being in the slot could be useful because we know Cup, not not Cup, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I'm leaving the Cup. But we know that um, Goff really likes uh, the, the slot position if, it, if the slot wide receiver is really good. So, mm, you, know, okay. you know, that could really pan out. Um, Cephas, you know, playing at the X position, that really um, interests me because we've, we've seen Perriman, you know what I mean? We know who Perriman is. Um, so I feel like Cephas Sa- should really have a, a really good chance there, so. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to head back to Denver. Uh, we're going to talk about the quarterback battle, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. I mm-hmm. think the first day Drew Locke won it, and then the next day Drew Terry Bridgewater came back, and they said it wasn't even close with the big play of the day going to Tim Patrick. Um, look, Teddy B doesn't have a rocket arm, but he's a smart guy, and mm-hmm. he's got the accuracy and the placement on the passes. They're talking about how inconsistent Drew Locke is, which is what happened last year during the season. So, you know. Obviously, you want to see him put together back-to-back strong days, that, but he hasn't. Um, he did. He was okay. He just wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Any analysis on that, that QB room? Let me ask you this. Regardless of who wins it, are you going to pick them up? Teddy B, it's not going to be pretty, but he'll be a good bye week for your quarterback, depending on who you have. You know, he's not going to be reckless with the ball, but they brought Teddy B in for a reason. Drew Locke is done. Okay. I'm with it. Um Talk about – we're going to stay in Denver still. Talk about Tim Patrick, man. This is a wide receiver that was doing some work last year, man. And, and they just miraculously stopped going to him. Yeah, man. And he's going disrespectfully unnoticed, mm-hmm. uh, honestly. So, um, he could – you know, he could be a starter in any team. Um, apparently, he is having a very dominant training camp. And let's just talk about his numbers just real quick. He had 742 yards on 51 catches with six TDs. He had three games over 100 yards. I mean, I don't think – listen, they got too many wide receivers, man. Like, Cortland's back. I know he's not the best right now. Mm-hmm. Judy's over there. K.J. Hamler, who's had a decent camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tim Patrick, man. Uh, would you buy shares of Tim Patrick? Uh, if, if everybody's healthy, are you buying shares? Are you drafting him in redraft? I personally say no. What about I'm you? not. I'm not, but you know he's something. He's he, you. You say that, and then he always goes off on the waiver wire. So right, yeah. Right. All right. Um, we talked about how good Melvin Gordon has been, and Javante Williams has been just as good. He's making plays in space as a runner and a receiver. Um, he is a big, strong guy, but he's more than just a power back. They're showing mm-hmm. that his hands has been underrated. So, again, I just want to touch on this: Melvin Gordon, Javante. Would you buy shares in this room um, in redraft? If so, who? Javante. I feel you. And, and, I, I think, and, I, and I'll even reach. I'll, I'll pull it. Damn, I feel you, bro. <laughs> I feel you. So let's talk about New Orleans, bro. Like, Taysom Hill versus Jameis. Um, I, they said Jameis has been looking sharp, uh, making quick decisions. Um, they said he hasn't thrown any incompletions unless his the the cornerbacks. Have, I mean, unless his receivers are pretty much tackled by the corners. Whereas with Taysom Hill, I think he's had a decent camp, 
but they said all but one of Hill's completions appeared to travel fewer than seven or eight yards past the line of scrimmage. And both of his incompletions came on his downfield attempts. And three of those completions came either at or behind the line of scrimmage. Um, so what Sean Payton is saying is their roles are going to rotate mm-hmm. um, to see how they fit within the offense. Um, but he, he was talking about Winston Cluey having a better day throwing the football. Let me ask you this. Again, we don't know. We're not seeing everything, right? Mm-hmm. But if, if, if you picked one person to win this quarterback room, who would it be? For right now, with Michael Thomas being out, it's going to be Taysom. You know, you talk about how he doesn't throw down field. You don't need a reason to if you don't have Michael Thomas. I mean, we talked yeah. about Callaway, talked about the other guys, but this is going to be a dink and dunk until Thomas gets back. You know what I mean? Hopefully. So, we'll see, and we'll see, you know, we'll see a mark. We just got to see what else they got. Trey Quan Smith's been there a while. Um, Callaway, he's supposed to come up. So we just got to see. I feel it though. I feel what you're saying. Yeah. Plus, he's got that scramble ability too. He's gonna he's gonna get those manufactured runs. So, from a fantasy perspective, definitely Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. I'm always rooting for Jameis though. But from a fantasy perspective, I love. You know how I feel about quarterbacks that run. Yes, sir. All right, who we got next? Let's go to Mr. Travis Scottman, Travis Etienne. Hey. <laughs> Yo, um, what's the word with Mr. with Mr. Etienne, bro? Hey man, he's beastie. He's uh he's breaking off super long runs, waiting patiently, hitting the holes. Um, nothing different than what you and I saw on tape when we talked about him a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's having big days when they didn't have pads on in OTAs, mm-hmm. and now that pans are on, he's having big plays. Hey, I'll say this: Daryl Bevel's gonna run the ball. Um, James Robinson and Etienne, and they talked about how different they're going to use Etienne, not only running, but in space. I'm, I'm hyped for Etienne, man. I would pick him up if I can in a redraft. And it's too late to get him in dynasties. If you don't have him, you're not getting him. You feel any different? Uh, no. Um, first round, we already talked about it with Najee. Etienne's not in the clear-cut situation like uh, Harris is, but it's going to be a matter of time. Um, I just don't really understand what to make out of this coach speak. I'm just going to go with the what makes logical sense that he was drafted in the first round, new regime, a hand picked him. I'm going with it, not looking back. I feel you. All right, let's go into a couple of quick hitters. Um, AJ Dillon, uh, you know, we talked about him on our NFC episode. We know he's going to take a bigger role. They said he's worked on his hands extensively this offseason, and that's what they're definitely seeing in camp. I've seen a couple of videos. He's looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, Chi-Town QBs, um, they said the difference between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields is very clear. Uh, the other day, Justin Fields was slow making his reads and struggled with ball placement, though the next day he picked it back up. But they've been saying Andy Dalton's been very aggressive uh, in his playing. So I like to hear that. And even though we're staying a quick, I just want your opinion. Right, we know we're going to pick Justin Fields up at some point in a redraft mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. year um, in the waivers. Are you drafting Andy Dalton in any league and playing him, knowing that he's – because, again, knowing the weapons around him, which he does have weapons around him, would you trust him as your starting QB in any league? Um, Yeah, in Dynasty. And to tell you the truth, in one quarterback league, I'll pick him up just to see what happens. I feel that. I feel that. Okay. And I, I, I agree with that too. 
Uh, and that's probably going to be controversial. But, man, we, we got to do an episode on QB infrastructure, man, because he's got weapons around him. And But, you know, it's Chicago, so people going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Jalen Hurts, man, he's been spending a lot of time after practice uh, working with his ends and receivers. They saying he's uh, – even though the first-team offense has not looked good so far in Eagles camp, that's being reported. But, you know, mm-hmm. he's had some days where – um, he's his actually has actually been looking pretty good. And I told you in the offseason, that's one of my main things that that scares me about Jalen Hurts. We've talked about it here. I've been very open about his inaccuracy issues. And they're saying that he's been pretty on the dime so far. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, Nick Mullins has been balling. Nick Mullins has been balling. He was a quarterback down in San Fran uh, last year for a couple games. Um, he's the third string QB um, now. Hey, listen, I'm just going to say this. I think he's going to push. Nick Mullins might push Flacco for that QB2 role. Mm-hmm. And if Jalen Hurts does not pan out, I'm saying it here, bro. Don't be surprised if Nick Mullins is going to be that starting quarterback oh, at some man. point this year. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm that's, saying that's it. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll see. I, I'm not sure. I know, do you dis- I know you disagree, huh? No, I don't disagree. I mean, anybody can get benched. I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't draft – Hurts, they just decided to go with him. They took a hell of a cap hit to go with him, but you know, hey, they, they chose yes. to go with him. So they did. Um, but if he ain't performing, they already took the cap hit. Who's to say they just won't bench him? I mean, yeah, it, it is, don't it's, matter. It's feasible and it's possible. It's possible. So going back to Jacksonville, we talked about Etienne. Uh, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick, him and Marvin Jones and Chanel and Shark. They said they're all forming a connection during camp. Um, everybody's looking sharp. That's good to hear. Josh mm-hmm. Allen in Buffalo. Hey, there's not much we need to say there. They say he's picking up right where he left off. And Cole Beasley, uh, you know, they say he's been snapping. So I don't think he's going to get cut no time soon. Uh, <laughs> nah. Uh, James Prochet, he was a rookie last year, his second year. We didn't talk about Prochet for real because he did not make an impact at all last year. Mm-hmm. They're saying he's having a very solid camp. Um, let me ask you this real quick. Dynasty redraft, you looking at Prochet? Mm, no, not really. I feel you on that. <laughs> um, Zach Wilson, first, you know, we talked about him signing that contract. His first practice back, yeah, he was rusty as that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just talk about a quick series that Zach Wilson had. He was sacked by the Jets' new DN, Carl Lawson, and we put quotes around it because they didn't hit him. Incomplete the Crowder, incomplete to Corey Davis, and then he just had a short completion to Tevin Coleman on the checkdown. But listen. They said he had a rough day on his first first day back. Uh, Marcus May got a couple picks on him. Let me ask you this. If, if, if you were to get Zach Wilson, or if you're thinking about getting Zach Wilson a redraft, or if you have him in Dynasty, are you worried? No, because he's a rookie. You know, he's, he's, he's figuring the stuff out, man. So um, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, just you got to wait and see. Wait and see how it pans out. So. All right. And uh, – Let's wrap this up with Michael Pittman Jr., man. Um, they said, you know, he's been one of the most active players on the team. They're funneling a lot of targets his way, um, and he's been having a lot of catches. Mm-hmm. You know, I was iffy on Michael Pittman. I'm not going to lie, but just hearing how they're trying to push it through him, the past game, what you feel? How you feel? Knowing that Carson's out, Eason's there, would you get shares in Mike Pittman right now? I would. I mean, I have them. I mean, in, until um, Campbell, until Campbell can prove that he can stay healthy, then by default, you know, it's going to be 
is going to be um, Pittman. So, yeah, that's what I'm rolling with, man. All right, man. Well, listen, we went through a lot of news. Yes, sir. A lot of news. But listen, we got to keep the people updated. And I think, you know, since we're keeping track of how we're updating this, man, we need to make like a tally for how many times guys are popping up having solid days so we can get an idea of who we need to check for come preseason to go into the regular season. Mm-hmm. We did it, bro. We knocked them out. Whew. Yes, sir. Let's let's get to it, man. Look, it's been another great episode. It's been good talking football with you, man. Look. Yes, sir. Man, make sure y'all check us out on Twitter at Grid Roundtable. Check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, CastBox, and Apple Podcasts at the Gridiron Roundtable. And um, we're on Instagram at the Gridiron Roundtable. Make sure y'all leave us some, some questions and uh, some feedback, man. Leave us some reviews, man. Let's get it. Hey, Squale. You know what I'm saying? It must be two sides. <laughs> we out.